but it kind of shows me that okay if these companies want to do it they can do it and we have a test product there already what is up vfm welcome back to another episode of the vv vintage podcast as you all know music will be one of the new pillars that vv will introduce in 2023 but what does a music nft look like so we did some research and found three ways that other companies and platforms huge companies by the way like spotify have been using for the nft program let's get to it for a long time i've always been curious like what kind of NFTs that can be related to music? Because usually you think, oh, you know, this artist is going to release a digital collectible or maybe a song or something like that. But that doesn't sound very exciting. So I did some research on how music NFTs work. And this is a disclaimer. So these examples that I found of music NFTs might not apply to VV. In fact, I think VV won't be able to do the majority of them, but these are good examples of how other established companies and platforms are doing it. And these are not like pump and dump projects. These are billion dollar companies like Spotify. This is how they're doing it with NFT. So the, the purpose of this topic is to satisfy my curiosity, just to give everybody an idea on how music NFTs can be done. So long story short, there are three types of NFTs. The first one is access. Second one is products. And last but not least, royalties. So I'm going to go through the first type of music NFT, which is access. A few weeks ago, there was a huge partnership in the music NFT space. So there was this group called Kingship, K-I-N-G-S-H-I-P. This is a metaverse band. And to those who are listening, you may think, oh, you know, this is another lame band by some crypto bros, right? Well, Kingship is the first band that comes out of the Bore Apes ecosystem. So this band was created by four Bore Ape owners. And you will not see their face, but instead you will see the, the avatars which would be the boy apes that they own. So there are four artists in this band. They haven't set the genre that they're playing. They don't even have a song yet. So at first, they sound pretty lame, right? Well, even though like these are four boy apes, they're very expensive, but they don't have any songs. They came out two years ago. But the really interesting thing here is that they were signed by Universal Music Group. And to those who are listening, are you familiar with that company? Universal Music Universal group? Music Group? Yeah. I might be familiar with maybe some previous business or like business that they may have conducted with bands in the past, perhaps. It sounds mm -hmm. familiar because universal, but enlighten me. Okay. So think of Justin Bieber, Coldplay, Imagine Dragons, Taylor Swift, Drake, Ariana Grande. This is the company that manage those artists. Mm -hmm. So they're huge. They are probably the biggest talent management company out there in the music industry. So they signed with this Kingship Metaverse band. But the thing here is that a few weeks ago, Kingship had a partnership with Spotify to release a playlist that is exclusive to the NFTs holders of Kingship on Spotify. So there is a playlist out there, and this is more of like a test project between Spotify and Kingship, AKA Universal Music, that if you want to access this playlist on Spotify, you need to have an NFT from Kingship. So I use Spotify on a daily basis. And are you, are you familiar with Spotify? Do you, do you use them to listen to music and podcasts and stuff? I do. I do. Okay. All right. So you probably like use their playlists and stuff, right? Right. Yeah. So for this particular test program that they're doing, 
just just to test out NFTs on Spotify. They will be having this playlist exclusive to the Kingship NFT holders only for Android devices in certain countries, including the US, Australia, and New Zealand. So the way it works is that you would find this playlist on Spotify, which is called the Kingship Exclusive Playlist. And then usually when you come into a playlist, you can hit play and it will play, right? But for this particular playlist, you hit play and it, it will require you to connect your crypto wallet. So your MetaMask or um, anything like that. So you need to prove that you own an NFT from this project. And then after you verify it, you will be able to access this playlist. And in this playlist, they don't have any song yet, but there are other songs from other artists that are managed by Universal Music Group. So the way I think about this is that this is not really something revolutionary. This is more of like a utility for the community of this particular project. But I thought this is pretty cool because the onboarding process to access this utility is so easy. Like you open up Spotify, which is used by hundreds of millions of people everywhere. You only need to collect your NFT wallet and then you're in. So I thought that was pretty cool. And Spotify, if you think about it, this is a huge music platform, right? Many people tune in every day. Me personally, the majority of our listeners for this VV Vantage podcast come from Spotify. So people come in listening to tune in to, for music and podcasts. So there's a lot of visibility there. And so in the past, they have already introduced this feature that will allow artists to sell NFTs on a platform. And then now there's also this token gated playlist that they are testing with Universal Music. So I thought that was pretty cool. One of the first things that came to mind is how would it work with people who have not disclosed their identity or who have not done any KYC while holding on to their board ape. And then they decide to, in order to access the playlist on Spotify, don't you have to have an account with Spotify in order to access the music? Or is there a way for you to, for the board ape owners to bypass the needing the, the need to register an account so that they yeah. don't have to give up their identity if they don't want to, you know? Yeah. So to answer that, creating a, a Spotify account is you know, pretty easy. You can just create an email address and do that. And secondly, let me clarify it better. You don't need a boy ape to access this playlist. You need an NFT from this band created by four boy apes owners. So this is okay. a, a, a kingship NFT, sort of like a key. This is not a, a boy ape project. It's just that the, the band is created by four boy ape owners and they Got use it. the boy apes as the avatar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so actually, they don't have to verify anything. They can just hook up their wallet, create a Spotify account, and boom, they're in. To be honest, this doesn't sound attractive to me in terms of utility because this is just another playlist, right? But it kind of shows me that, okay, if these companies want to do it, they can do it. And we have a test product there already in terms of like Spotify introducing music, right? And, and I doubt this is something that VV can do simply because it requires interoperability. It requires VV to sign with like Universal Music or other music talent management companies. But this is a good example that I thought was very interesting. Yeah, it sounds, I mean, there's a lot more that could go with that, right? Like you, mm -hmm. you also, so you mentioned access products and royalties. Yeah. Um, that the other part of that access component is maybe in the metaverse, it would give you a, an access pass to an to a concert, right? Oh, or yeah, yeah, exactly. 
come out. I've, you know, that's just one of the things that I've heard actually happen already. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got a good point there because the Travis Scott metaverse concert in Fortnite, I think it got like 12 million people tune in. So like 12 million Fortnite players watch that concert. So I, I can definitely imagine these companies partnering together in a metaverse. And if you want to attend this concert, then you need to show something. And this NFT thing can be a part of it. One idea that I had during the process of researching is that when a new artist comes out with a new album, right? They can, so the album can have 20 songs and they can leave out one song or one version of a song, like just, just the vocals, just the instrument or one separate song that can only be accessed by the NFT holders of that, you know, like the fan base of that artist. So if Justin Bieber comes out with a new album, 20 songs, if you don't have the NFT from Justin Bieber, you can listen to 19 songs. If you do have one, you can listen to this exclusive version, that one last song, which is fair for everybody, right? Because you know, you allow everybody to listen to the majority of the album. But if you are true fans, if you invest in Justin Bieber, you can get access to that one last song or just like a song, but like the vocal version of it. You know, one of the first things that comes to mind when you mentioned that, like that mm -hmm. secret track, how easy would it be for someone to, to bootleg that, you know, or just like recruit, record it on another device and then stream it online or make a YouTube channel and play it? Yeah. On I, you know, it, I, I 100%, know that, 100%. You know, like, I know that those companies are pretty quick to mm -hmm. get those pages suspended, but it still get out there and those things go viral pretty quick, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I 100%. I do agree completely. Like, people would bootleg it and post it on YouTube within an hour or maybe even less than that. But I think it's like that feeling of, of being in, you know, like, I am a fan of The Weeknd, this pop R&B guy. If I were to have the privilege of listening to his song exclusively because I have an NFT from him just an hour before everybody else can listen to that song, then I feel pretty good about, about myself. And that gives me the, the bragging right to tell my friends, oh, that song, I listened to it before all of you guys. So, you know, it, it, it may not be something that can be taken too seriously, but it, you know, it can give people that bragging right, that exclusivity or just something to be, you know, be happy about because they are in an inner circle of a very small inner circle of that particular artist that they are a fan of. Yeah, I think just being able to take it like a step further, you know, it's it's a launching point, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, as as they start to onboard people who buy those NFTs of the band that they like called, for example, Kingship, right? Yeah. There, there's, there's plenty of time to explore and tinker with different ideas. And, you know, there, there's, there's plenty of time. Yeah. So that leads me to the next kind of music NFT product, which is royalties and this is a very very interesting case and so are you familiar with rihanna yes okay yes okay so she produced many hit songs right so there's this one song in particular called bitch better have my money which she which is which came out in night in 2015 and is extremely popular and so a song is from rihanna and produced by many people so it's not one it's not her producing a song. It's the company behind her, maybe like Universal Music. It's the writers, it's the producers. So when a songs get released, 
The name is Rihanna, but there are many people behind it. And therefore, the revenue of the song is split to multiple parties. And especially in the music industry, a lot of those people, so artists can make, artists actually like Rihanna or Justin Bieber make the bulk of their income through touring. But for these other folks who work on the same song, they make the bulk of their money through streaming revenue. And so if Rihanna put her song on Spotify and whenever any of us play her song on Spotify, she gets a very, very tiny amount of money. But when a song is streamed like a hundred million times or a billion times in this particular case, it adds up to quite a bit of money. But long story short, one of the producers of this song, Bitch Better Have My, Bitch Better Have My Money, he, he owns 1% of the streaming right to this song. So if the, the streaming revenue of this song is a million dollar, then he gets 1% of that is $10,000, right? So what he did was, and that 1 million was like, I made that, that number just to make it easier. So what he did was this guy, his nickname is deputy. He fractionalized his ownership of 1% of the streaming revenue of that particular song and sold it as NFTs. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. So now when people come in and buy that NFT and there was like 300 versions available. And if you were to buy it and it sold originally for, so there were 300 editions. So that 1% broken down by 300 editions and it sold originally for $210 and each holder will receive 0.0033% of the streaming royalty. So because you take 1% divided by 300, you get that tiny number, right? So he sold, he fractionalized his royalty before Rihanna announced that she will perform this song during the Super Bowl halftime show. So the demand for this NFT skyrocketed. And now people are selling it for around 600 and something dollars, which is 3x the, uh, the revenue of that. And what's even more interesting is that, because I mentioned in the very beginning, this is all about royalties, right? They would do payouts. So maybe like once a quarter, Spotify will pay Rihanna's team or company an X amount of dollars for the streaming revenue, right? These, and then let's just say a million dollars. Then this guy will get 1% of that, which is $10,000. He will take the $10,000 and distribute it to the 300 NFTs holders. So these people maybe on February 16, so maybe like two, two weeks ago, actually got paid. So they own this NFT. Now it's just gone 3X and then once every month or once every quarter, they get some royalties from streaming services. And that's forever. Like as long as people are still streaming this song and people do until today, even though it's been eight years since this song came out, the NFTs holder will get some royalties money. And it's, it's pretty small. I think it's like, like 6% a year or something. That's like the return on investment, mm -hmm. but it is something, you know, it is, it is a, a, a really cool concept that, that will allow the fans to really participate in investing in the artists that they, that they want to invest in, that they are a fan of. That's cool for them to be able to be not only a fan, but an investor in the success of a particular artist. How, I mean, where else could you really get that unless you have big money, right? Yeah. Just have a, a fraction. That's, that's some exciting stuff. You know, just a side note, it reminds me, I, I have a buddy that I work with who was one of the original writers for Star Trek. Mm. 
for the original show and he still gets royalties from, oh, nice. <laughs> from, from the show being on air what channels i don't know but he, he I, I i didn't ask him how much but he's just saying like it's barely some gas money every month but this is like i don't know two three decades later which is pretty cool so it, it could with music being more relevant well i don't know i don't know what would last longer tv shows or particular songs but anyways you know i i, I could see how that that's pretty exciting yeah and i I can definitely see people being very strategic about a song they choose. Like, oh, it has to be a Christmas song. It has to be a New Year song, right? Because then people will play it every single year, forever. Like Happy New Year by uh, Appa, right? Or like, or uh, yeah, or like Happy Birthday song or whatever. Or like this Christmas song that everybody plays every December, right? So I think that that is going to be very interesting. It might not have anything to do with VV, but that is a possibility. And that is kind of a project that if people are, if the VV fam are interested in, they can go and look at it. You know, I see a parallel here to the Coca-Cola snow globes and mm -hmm. the, the Christmas truck, you know, that the activity for those cannot, I mean, I'm, I'm just speaking of, you know, thinking off the top of my head. The activity, like the the purchasing and the selling for those snow globes and Coca-Cola truck and anything else related to specific holidays, the activity cannot be that high outside of the holiday season, right? Mm -hmm. That's just kind yeah. of something there. So I could definitely see like you're you're right in in the sense that you could time it really well. So if you buy fractions of a of a of a song for royalties around Christmas time, for example. And Christmas time is when people need money the most for for traveling and you know, buying each other gifts or whatever, you know, whatever people like to do during that time of the year. That could be very beneficial, especially if you pick the right songs, right? Yeah, That's or it. like the right artists, because a lot of the time these up and coming artists they don't have the money to go on tour. They don't have the money to produce the music they want to produce. Because if you want to produce music, I, I love music. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really into music. If you want to produce a good song, you need the right producers to work with. You need to rent out a studio because the studio has all the equipments for you to fine tune every single little details. If they want to go on tour, they need to put a deposit on these venues because on April 2nd, if you need to be in Brooklyn, New York, you need to be at that specific venue so that people can buy tickets and come, right? So you need to put out a, de a deposit. What people can do is that if they believe in this artist, they can support the artist of, you know, buying NFTs or whatever to fund their tour. And then in return, they can get some percentages of the future revenue from touring within the next three years or, or, or something like that. And um, yeah. But going back to your point of Christmas, that reminds me of the Deadpool drop that VV did in the Christmas of 2021. And I was I was so disappointed because Deadpool <laughs> is a huge character, right? And then they came out with like, oh my God, I'm going to say like that Deadpool drop, huge disappointment. Like he looks so dumb in that Christmas outfit. And we all know that these seasonal products, seasonal drops don't do well because the, the drop came out in December, but then in like two months later in February, people already forgot about it, you know? Yeah, the, I remember the common is the most season neutral collectible. Yes, yes. 
He's not wearing a holiday sweater. And, you know, I, I saw a lot of people stack those because we were all expecting the new Deadpool movie to come out within like the next year or so. And then because of COVID, everything got delayed. And so now we're not going to see it until 2024, I think. Mm-hmm. So, oh, really? Yeah. So oh, okay. We, and also, I think that's the debut for X-Men, for Wolverine mm. being incorporated in the MCU, perhaps. Okay. I, I think if I understood correctly, if I read that right. Anyways, yeah, I... I only had one. I only had the common collectible, mm-hmm. and then I just got the secret rare, the the mint that I wanted after. Okay. Revolution. But yeah, I, I I agree. It's it's I could see how it would be difficult to want to get it unless you're a big fan. I I, I don't know. I I agree. I wish it was season neutral. But... Yeah. Sorry. Let me let me close my 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 thoughts on 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 music. So I, I mentioned the first ones were access, so token gated playlist. The second one is royalties. You earn money from the streaming revenue or the touring revenue of an artist or song. The last one is pretty simple, is merchandise. So, you know, these digital statues of an artist. But then I also wanted to mention something very important to the VV fam is that I don't think any of this, well, I don't think like the royalty and the the access variables will happen anytime soon because it requires interoperability it requires new partners so if anything for music we'll probably see some like artists coming on and dropping some digital collectibles and also one other thing to note is that tech companies like spotify and meta and google are going through a lot of layoffs just because they are preparing for a recession i work in tech my company recently went through something similar I'm super grateful that I didn't lose my job, but you know, I've seen many people got laid off and it's terrible, but they are really trying to cut down on expenses. So a lot of these companies will stop futuristic initiative. So I doubt Spotify will pick up the NFT feature anytime soon. I think they are trying to, just like every other tech company, they're trying to save money. So I I doubt it's going to happen anytime soon, but I hope that provided some context, some ideas, maybe investment ideas to those who are listening when it comes to music. That's that's exciting stuff. I I can't wait to see what VV does when they do hit that vertical. Yeah. And who they partner with too. I mean, we have time, like, let's wait and see, right? That is it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you have enjoyed the episode today and learn a little bit more about music NFTs and how other platforms and companies are doing it because this might be how BB will be doing it too. Also, this is a reminder, nothing we talked about is financial advice. And if you have enjoyed the episode today, please give us a review, give us a like, subscribe so that you don't miss out on the actionable and valuable insights, everything BB and Omi related. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it and we hope to see you again next time.